0: Just to launch this conversation. This is our playground.
1: They have spontaneous conversations. They don't play in this.
0: I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that.
1: What's he do? He's a human being.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be
1: friends. (laughs) Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Rob and Callie Show. My name's Rob <laughs> Kay, and I'm sitting here in New York City in the talkradio.nyc studios with my friend Callie Albert. What's up, Callie? Good
0: evening, my darling. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How you doing? I'm I'm okay. i <laughs> I'm all right. I mean this is a good I've been like in very, very stress like high, high stress levels the last few days for a yeah. variety of reasons. So, but now I'm just laughing. So this is great medicine. I'm looking at, you know, our attempt to, yet again, to get on Facebook live unsuccessfully for some different reason tonight. Right. And the, the image of us and our lovely mystery guests, since we're all blurred, is sort of like a, it's a precursor to Halloween or something. It's ghoulish. Yeah. We're like in this weird kind of foggy, ethereal thing. That's right. I don't right. even know if we're on yet, if we're live yet, but um, are we are, are, we are yeah, or we're we not. Maybe
1: the spirits are, are playing with us or something because, uh, yeah, it is a little blurry there. <laughs> Looks like something <laughs> Whatever, different. that's okay. Anyway, I have a bad hair day love today, Anyway, love Facebook live stream when it works.
0: <laughs> I know, we do, we um, do.
1: So, yeah, so welcome to the show. We do this every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock Eastern time. And we started the show because Callie and I were friends for years and And we would do these Sunday morning therapy talks where we'd catch up with each other, what happened during Mm -hmm. the week. And we were like, this would be a great radio show. And then years later... (laughs) We just say so ourselves. Right. Years later, we sat down with a laptop, a cheap mic... And then here we are, at and we're coming up a, mm-hmm. on 100 episodes yes. on our next episode. I know. So I, oh, is
0: it our next one? Because I know you've been keeping is. a close eye, on yeah, I Yeah, I was looking that. at
1: it today. It's just oh, incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable.
0: So we're talking about what our, well, we actually, we're booked out now with a lot of guests, but um, we were talking about the best way to spend our 100th show. Right. So maybe we need to enlist some of our Facebook Live, Oh uh, well, our, our blurry Facebook Live viewers and listeners just out of curiosity to see how they would like us to spend our 100th show. So right. We talked about everything from doing like kind of best of moments to having on somebody who's a is an oct- octogenarian is that i'm a centurion hundred hundred oh, year old right, right? yeah we we're, we're going to and, and get a hundred <laughs> year out old person a few like
1: yeah just come to this radio station we're going to talk about a 100 episodes related to your age
0: so um <laughs> one show for every year for every ring around the tree
1: yeah, so we haven't figured out what we're going to do, but it is pretty incredible that we're celebrating that. I know it is. Um, I'm proud of us. How you been in general? How's your week been?
0: I'm all right. Well, speaking of... Um yeah, been you know, I don't, it's, how much do I want to say? It's been, it's been a, a little bit, a very busy week, uh-huh. you know, quick little trip to D.C. that was unexpected, um, seeing some good friends um, down there that I didn't expect to see. Here's one thing. Here's a nice thing I'll share that um, I've been thinking about lately. In the last seven to 10 days, I have seen uh, five different friends, all unrelated to one another, who, um, each of whom I've known for either th- between 30 and 40 years. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, that dates me, but I don't care cause I still feel really young. So it's not <laughs> about that. It's, um, there's something so precious about that. And with each one of them, you know, and we all have friends, you know, the season, the reason, the lifetime, whatever that expression is for different chapters and different durations. But with every single one of those, it's just there's this sense of, like, knowledge and peace and history. And it's not that all of them are active friends. Um, there's one or two that I, with whom I've been, like, reunited because, you know, they reached out after many years. Or um, because you know we've had to travel to see each other, or you know there's been some um, somebody that I recently went um, who is a childhood friend who did a music gig not far from where I live in New Jersey, even though we hadn't seen each other in more than once in thirty years, and still I love you, I love you, and you mean so much to me. So my point in all this is that it, it's really reminded me of how Im- important it is and sacred it is to make a point of these uh, of maintaining these relationships. One of them was. Was founded on a an apology that someone reached out and offered me that I didn't even know I wanted and accepted in three seconds, you know. Some like I said, you have to go out of your way. Some you have to travel for. Some you have to you know make an effort to just keep in touch with. But it's been so beautiful and it's really been such a gift to see each and every one of these people in such a short little you know period of time. So that's great. That's what's been
1: going on. How's that? That's really great. I think uh yeah it's a good reminder about friendships relationships mm-hmm. important people in our lives. Yep. I mean personally I've been a little down lately so I really appreciate our guests tonight who we're going to have some laughs yes. but I've been a little down I know people that have been down and just it's not necessarily because of the news just feeling that energy that vibe and um so even today I was talking with friends who you know, we're just picking me up a little, giving me some support. And I really appreciate that, mm-hmm. you know. And I also appreciate a really good laugh. And oh, that, I was waiting that, to
0: see how you're going to end that, that sentence. That is Wow. Gonna, that was like the Mad yeah. Libs of the well, century, you know, right? I'm that, always
1: trying to lighten it up on the show a little. We talk about heavy, deep stuff. We do. growth oh, <laughs> You know, all this stuff. And so I'm always trying to get some laughs going. And I really appreciate our guest tonight, so yes. I'm going to introduce her. Yes, do. She's adorable. She is. Katina Correo is, it's Correo, right? Correo. Correo. Yeah, okay, I forgot okay. to ask no, you before that's the story.
2: Actually, that's okay. That's perfect. Okay. That's good. Katina Correo
1: <laughs> is an actress, comedian, and writer. She's been seen on Broad City, Deadbeat, The Pete Holmes Show, VH1's Big Morning Buzz Live, and Best Night Ever, just to name a few. She's a blogger for the Huffington Post, and she's been nominated for an acne
2: yeah, like... Oh, what's an acne? I don't... It, it, like- it, it, that was like 10 years ago, but uh, it, it was an ECNY, the uh, Emerging... Comics that the, I don't, that's still in there. That's really funny, right? But see, but now, it was awesome. But
1: now you're you're past emerging, and you are <laughs> like an established comedian of New York. Exactly. There yeah. Can I
2: create a new? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can create any day you want. There you are an
1: ECMY that's established. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And she was nominated for best female comedian. She's hilarious. She wrote for the Newlywed game amongst oh my goodness. Uh, wow. other Shout shows. out to the
2: Newlywed wow. game. Wow. Yeah. You know I saying? was saying? Like, I was
1: practically <laughs> breastfed on
0: that.
2: Right? Yeah. That
1: yeah. That's well, really term whoopee. Like that's what I learned. What yeah, whoopee that's was. Right. When yeah, I well, I should say the
2: new newlywed thing. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, with Sherry Shepard. Uh, no, it was amazing. Like one of the best experiences of my life. Just yeah. crazy and awesome.
1: Cool, cool. So. So she wrote for the newlywed game and uh, other game shows. She's warmed up many shows, including the Nate Berkus show, the Jenny McCarthy show. Katina lives in New York City, very close to the station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be a
0: regular. She's like, Did yeah, I just asked. finished dinner downstairs.
1: <laughs> right, Is there something going on? <laughs> yeah, we're doing a radio show. Great. Come on up. So um, and um, she hosts Lasers in the Jungle at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater mm. and performs her show, her solo show, Funky Cold Katina. <laughs> and uh, her own award-winning series, The Good Neighbor Minute, which I've seen is great, explores Katina's desire to be the nosy neighbor in a sitcom. Her first comedy album, Hot Date, debuted at number one on the iTunes comedy chart. Nice. So, congratulations and welcome, <laughs> Thank Katina. You. Ah. Thank you. So,
2: I have so much to say. Yeah, first go of all, ahead. Say it. I love that I have the... Um, Barbara Walters like or the Barbra Streisand like Vaseline <laughs> leveling, uh-huh. lighting exactly. This looks so perfect yeah, this was great. planned by the way
0: that um, is the best version <laughs> of the Vaseline
2: Wait, I've ever we seen did you
1: talk to Verizon before we showed up no a little blurrier okay Sorry, that's, that's yeah, just like, right this that's is, great this
2: is actually a perfect look also uh, my favorite thing was like <laughs> We have the 100th show, the next one. It's like, you like, <laughs> No, it's like I'm that yeah, chopper when we, when that's we, like, we, no, ma'am, you're the 99th one. The 100th one wins. <laughs> so that's the story of my life. So I'm very happy to be oh the 99th one. That is so And yeah. <laughs> we have people we're in like,
0: common, we just realized, yes, right? We, we have, have some people in common, common from Are our we world. Kind of we're, like, we yeah. yes, we're all related. We all know each other. Yes, we're all related. It's
2: like you can't do anything. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> wrong because
2: they're like, Are you related to you? are like, Yes, I am. <laughs> no, I don't need to speak to your manager, <laughs> mm, exactly. Yeah, right?
1: Yeah, it's like we all run in the same circles, yeah, casting people, agents, talent. Right. Um, sorry, give you some space. No, here. no, no, we're already give holding
0: hands. We're swinging, we're swing-
1: she's swinging. We're holding hands. <laughs> That's right. like you guys are gonna already. sing kumbaya soon, <laughs> so yeah, welcome to the show. Ooh, and, um, you, you know, just to start out the show, I was thinking, Tell us what makes you the most happy about making people laugh or what do you love about making people laugh or entertaining people
2: well um i have to say thank you for assuming that i make people laugh
1: (laughs) (laughs) no Um, no no i have evidence i've seen you and you're hilarious uh, thank you so much
2: well you know what is is so much fun about being a comedian performing is that the, the thoughts that you have in your head, the things that you're like, oh, this is weird and I feel weird and awkward or that's so funny to me and that... Like you're not alone. All these people are on board with mm-hmm. you. It's like they get it. They get that. Like you know why? Why are you checking yourself out now at stores? No one's helping you. Like why are you in charge of that? You know why <laughs> I'm not getting paid? I, know. I don't go to the Christmas party. Like why do I have to? You know stock shelves. Um, so I don't know. Just in any or if you're having a bad day or you're going through something, and you know you can you can share that on stage mm-hmm. and. And people are on board; they get it. You hope that they're on board, but um, so I love that. Like I love relating to people, and when you have a good set and you have a good show, it is the best feeling in the world. Yeah. because you're like, this is awesome that I could, you know, share this and people are on board. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's great. That's what's great about it.
0: Cool. Because I always wonder about that. You know, you kind of bring up an interesting point. There's like a duality because. I imagine the experience is not separable, you know, is it more for you or is it for your people? Right. You know what I mean? But it's all sort of, it's all kind of connected. Well, it is
2: very much like a dance. It really is. I mean, and the audience is so important. It's like, you're really, it's not all for you because you're not just like talking to them and you're, you're just, you're relating to them and things might change when you get on stage and, and, and it's, it's just awesome and the best feeling. Um, uh, very different from auditioning for things, mm. <laughs> not, <laughs> which is yeah. a different as, kind of dance, right. but right. <laughs> not
0: as fun. <laughs> yeah, Cassie
1: if you were like, yeah, I'm done with this dance. Could you leave? <laughs> I, I have yeah. someone else to dance so with. I
2: can't decide whether to turn the camera on or not. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's right. So let's talk about how you got started.
2: Um, okay, so I... Didn't really set out to do stand-up comedy. I I set out doing improv, and I took classes at UCB, which I have to give a shout-out to UCB. Shout-out. Shout-out to UCB. Um, uh, It was just incredible um, because that's where I made all my friends. I didn't know anybody when I moved to New York, and I started taking improv classes and made all these – awesome friends and people and we would do practice groups and improv together and then slowly and then I was in an improv group called Jambalaya um with uh some awesome people uh there was four of us um and then a lot of them were stand-up so uh Marian Sarek and Rich Aronovich and uh so I really started watching them and just saying oh my god and then just gradually started doing stand-up um and uh To me, that was, it was like once I started doing it, I just loved it. It was so much fun and it was very different from having to produce your own show where you have to fill an audience. But it wasn't like, I mean, I would always watch stand-ups and I always loved them so much, but I just never really thought like, okay, yeah, that it's like it just happened and then I never wanted to let go. It was just awesome. Mm. Yeah.
1: So what was it like? Do you remember that very first time you got up to do stand up?
2: I, I was do. I the exact same question. <laughs> I Thank do. You. Yeah. <laughs> um I uh so I'm from uh I'm from Philadelphia, and my so my family and my friends rented a bus because at the time we had to do bringer shows, where you'd bring like 25 people.
0: Bringer is that what they call them? yeah the bringer, bringer shows? shows. Oh, I haven't heard that expression. Like so many uh-huh.
2: people and two uh, drink, right, yeah. drink minimum, right? Two drink minimum. That so I like packed the place with my family and friends, <laughs> yeah. and they were kind enough to laugh and and it was actually always a really fun experience. Um, uh, I also f- found some people who um, we started a group called the Comics Roundtable and we would perform our sets in front of each other once a week and then all perform together Um, so that made it really easy because when you're standing up on stage you knew that you had other people in the audience kind of rooting for you Mm. so my path and then I met another group called the Comedy Social and they kind of did the same thing so my path was very supportive. I mean sure there were times when you would get up on stage and you just feel like alone and awful and this isn't funny and your lips sticking to your teeth and i can't do this but (laughs) i would say for the most part i had a very supportive ride as i Mm. started
0: so um that's a nice way to just sort of start and learn a little bit about you i think when we come back we could trace back a little bit more to the earlier roots of you know the sources of your humor and and the connection sometimes between pain and Pain Perfect. and comedy. Um, so we'll be right back. And welcome back everybody to our latest edition of the Robin Kelly Callie Show here on talkradio.nyc. My voice sounds good tonight. There you go. <laughs> yes. I was just Ka- listening, Ka- like, my voice sounds
1: good. You're having a good time. Sometimes voice you
0: know sometimes it, you know, and I'm I, Hey, how um, how uh, how modest can we be on certain days? I was just listening because there's certain, pl- plenty of times when we're doing the show, right. And I feel like I'm more in my head voice or my nose voice, and tonight I feel like I'm down in my whatever there diaphragm you voice.
1: You're t- Just wanted to and point that I just out because nobody having, knows
0: you're I'm, having a great. I'm having voice a good too.
1: t-shirt night. Yeah, you are. Because oh, yeah. I'm wearing my Met shirt in honor <laughs> of our new manager, Mickey Calloway. Welcome aboard, Mickey. Great guy, humble. Funny, down to earth, caring, (laughs) doesn't back down from a challenge. I love this guy already. So go, Mets.
0: Yeah. Go, go Mickey. Go, What's his name,
2: Mickey? Mickey. Go,
1: Mickey. Mickey. You're Mickey so fun. Mickey's so fun. That fine. is like the
2: sweetest intro you're like, he just, he's always there for people. He- no,
1: you can tell. No, he said, he, the thing I loved about him, he said, he wants to be a leader and he wants to care about the guys. And you got to love that wow. in the manager. Wow. So I think he's going to do great. Yeah. And yeah. I feel
2: like he was really sincere probably when he said no. <laughs> 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 I'm like, <laughs> like, he was thinking okay. of the millions of dollars he's
1: making. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, Rob. Wow, Rob, you're so cute when you believe people. <laughs> yeah. You're so cute when you believe in He's humanity. Like, and I love
2: how wrestling is so real. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, wrestling is not real? What are you talking about? Especially- are you serious?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was at a place um, the other day, actually, and for some reason, the um, speaking of wrestling, they had like a it was some Telemundo version of female mud wrestling at a place that I go to all the time, and I've never seen this station, this channel there. I, I'm, Pulled up at that at this restaurant, and it was fascinating to watch. Not that I haven't seen it before, yeah, but it's been a while, and I'm not an avid, you know. And they, it's it's quite riveting. It's so v- fake. It is it's so, so f- fake. <laughs> it's
1: unbelievably. But, it's fake. Fascinating. but that's what people love about it. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of fascinating they, because they know it's fake and they still tune in for it.
0: Yeah, so. that's the part, and and they really are real athletes. Oh yeah, and they really yeah, so. I think right. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, you have, have to, to be, be. Yeah. what they. T- I mean, really. Oh, yeah. Um, so we can reintroduce our guests, although we. We've already so yes. um Katina Cor- 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 Correo. Correo. I'm still me. practicing. <laughs> yeah. Comedian, improvisational, extraordinaire. And what were you going to say? So many
2: other things. And so many no, other things. actually, what I was going to say is uh, people always mispronounce my name or spell my name wrong. Or, so I take that as a sign of really good luck. Oh. <laughs> so I'm very happy. Anytime I see something, I'm like, okay, it's going to be... Uh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Like,
1: you're like, mispronounce it. No, yeah.
0: mispronounce <laughs> it. Wait, so you can back into your own good luck omens. So if yes. something happens that's not typically meant to be right. good luck or not identified as such, right. Now you, you know, can sort of create your own
2: break my neck when I leave but, but as that's good now to some. <laughs> oh yeah. that
1: Katina she had great <laughs> luck until the end that would be my and then it was over <laughs> wow
0: so, so before the break we were getting a little bit of a sense of you and just sort of the origins of your um, your comfort with comedy um, but I'd love to know what what do you think you know because people always say it's sort of a stereotypic thing that a lot of if not many most great comics all come from their, their um, material their best material comes from a source of pain Would you agree with that? And do you think it's mandatory to know what pain is in order to be a good comic?
2: Um, I, I, yes and no. I mean, yes, I, I definitely feel like some of the best shows you have are when you have all this like stuff inside you. But the one thing that I will say that always kind of makes me laugh is kind of to your point when people assume like comedians have these crazy lives that are just mm-hmm. you know full of pain and 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 I feel like their comedians are just normal people they have pain they have joy they have all the other emotions that everybody else has but they bring Everything to the forefront. So like your dentist, when you go in, he's not like, when I broke up with my wife, you know, but like that's a comedian's <laughs> job. So I feel like they, they people are always like, comedians are crazy. It's like, no, they're just talking about what everybody deals with. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you didn't, if you weren't on board, you wouldn't be laughing and enjoying. So it's like, they're just kind of bringing everything to the forefront. Um, I don't know if that really answers your question. Yeah, no, yeah, but I do feel like, you know, Packagers. it's Packagers more exciting are yeah, it, and it's more interesting maybe to share your stories and things that happened to you. To me, it's much more interesting to talk about the audition I didn't get versus the time, you know, someone spotted me in a grocery store. P.S. <laughs> That's never happened. But <laughs> <laughs> I always hear those stories where they're like, and I was walking in a grocery store. Someone was like, who are you? I'm like, I've been in every grocery store in New York City. No one ever says anything to me. Um, I'm yeah, so going to so, stalk you. And
0: say something. But
2: I feel like... Katina, is that you? <laughs> yeah, me? Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you come across the, the street and
0: be on the show next
2: I week? I can't believe this.
1: In the <laughs> seltzer section, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm in here all the time. I can't believe this. Wait, you're checking out too? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is wild. It's so funny. When you were saying before, you are like, comedians don't have these crazy lives. I was thinking of our conversation before the show. We're like, yeah, I go to Fairway. I like to oh. shop. I know, I know. If
2: anyone like, <laughs> I think that would be so funny because to me, like, I, if you know me, you know that I'm it, past nine o'clock. I'm like ready for bed. <laughs> I leave every party early to go to bed and love Dateline. So if I'm exciting, uh, I can't wait. Um, no, but certainly, you know, everybody has their own path. You know, every comedian has their own idea of what they want to share, what they want to talk about um so i i think that's that um what was i gonna say just you you have to the, the most important thing i think is just to be is to just be who you are and not when i first started it was like oh do i have to be like You know, Mm. edgy Mm -hmm. (laughs) or whatever, and Mm -hmm. it just it just doesn't work. You just really have to just be who you are, and it sounds very lame and cliche. No, but but it's it's true. It's
0: also kind of I think that really um, parlays into everything Mm -hmm. in life, right? I mean, it's every profession. It's it's you know we're all here just to be the most us we can be, Mm -hmm. and so I think that makes perfect sense. But I think especially perhaps when you're public and you're putting yourself and your vulnerability and a sense of performance out there. You know, how can you, how can you call, how can you kind of phone that in? Right. Right. It has to be you, doesn't it? Right. Yeah.
2: And I think part of that is, um, you know, everything can be jokey and everything is funny. And I always try to bring things that maybe are serious and give it a different perspective. I try to do that. Right. I try to... um lighten up things that maybe at the same time you also are vulnerable on stage and you're sharing things sometimes Um, for me maybe not so much in my stand-up like your typical stand-up but like in some of the shows that I've written this Funky Colcatina most recently I mean that is about for me it was like death and things that have happened and people have passed on but to share those stories and to Try to find the comedy in that without uh, weakening the story or weakening the, the point that you're trying to make. I mean, that's a challenge mm. for me, but that's definitely something that, um, is, that I've been working on. I know yeah. I'm talking so fast. Yeah, I no, no, you're doing great.
1: So it's about dealing with your own insecurities with the audience, presenting this material, hoping you get a laugh. What happens or how do you deal when a joke falls flat?
2: have to call it out like I think I think you have to just call it out and be like well that didn't work you know (laughs) it's like
1: we do that on this show all the time (laughs) yeah I thought that'd be funny
2: yeah I mean maybe maybe you beat yourself up over it or like why didn't you know listen sometimes you do the a joke 50 times and it kills and then the Mm. 51st time people are like what are you talking about so is it you know is it you is it the audience is it the joke you never really know you know it's like for me i like to and i think for most of my friends who are comedians it's like you're passionate about what you're talking about you work hard on your material you want to share and and get it out and have fun and make sure the audience has fun so there's so many elements to to everything um it's really hard to it's really hard to um what you asked me was how do you feel about it? What do you do when that happens? It's it I guess it really depends, but I think for the most part I, I like to just call it out. Yeah. Just yeah. Kind of move Smart. on and you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So do you um have you always considered yourself funny when you were a kid? Like did you know the moment that you first made someone laugh, not professionally, even just growing up or the you know, the first time you needed to use laughter as medicine? Yeah,
2: I mean I think I used to be very shy, actually, in grade school. And then I think when I was in high school, I, I my friends were funny, so everybody was funny. Yeah. And then in college, I feel like everyone's just funny, like you're always joking with people. But... Um, I, enjoy, I I think I was immature more so than funny, and I think I laughed at things. I remember my teachers would say, "Like you tell Katina a joke at nine, and she's still laughing at three. Like so, I think it was like part uh, immaturity, <laughs> <laughed> at, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, but no, I mean it's such a an amazing feeling to have people feel that you're funny. I mean, you know, it yeah. sounds crazy. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm funny, but no, I'm just, <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I say it to myself. So modest. Day, but, yeah. It's good. You should know that you're funny. <laughs> no,
1: Definitely. I've seen your show and, and it Aww. is great. Um, I remember I took a stand up comedian class And this was like 15 years ago. And the guy said that stand-up comedy is joyful communication. And he was like, it's not necessarily your material, which you want to be good, but it's also about you just presenting it and having fun and enjoying it. And I've seen stand-up comedians where they didn't have a lot of material, but just the way they presented it or the way they riffed off off the audience, it was just hysterical. and Everybody just could not stop laughing. Yeah. Have you had that experience where you come out and you have, like, a bunch of material, but you don't even get to it because you just find that you go off in another direction?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, every every show, any time you are in front of an audience, it's different, you know? So, yes, I have had that experience where you just want to talk to people and just be giddy and silly. I remember I did a show in the Catskills once mm. at a resort, and... Um, I was, I was like, I was a little nervous though because I was still kind of new and stand up, and it was like this big crowd. Where was and, it? I'm just curious. Um, which place? Oh, what was it called?
0: If you remember, because that's the stomping ground, at least for you know, general. Well, historically, that's one of the right. Historically, greatest testing it wasn't like, not like, now.
2: Right. But it was still like, a It was very um, the Stevensville dancing. <laughs> like it was, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so had- but a
2: mouse ran across the stage and. And at first, I saw it, and I was, like, dying inside, but I didn't want to make a big deal about it. And then people just started getting up and leaving oh. because of the mouse. So, or at least I think it was because of the mouse. It was. I mean, that's, it that's, totally you know, was. If like, asked, it's not you. It's the mouse. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, some lady, like, released it. She's like, yeah, it was the mouse. But uh, you, at that tag. point, I was like, I'm not going to continue with my set, you know, even though it was an amazing set. No, but you just, I was just. Talking to the audience and hoping that you could, you know, make them laugh in a weird moment. It was the weirdest right. moment on stage because people were screaming and yelling and <laughs> yeah, you know, and Just you didn't know why, right, right, oh, right. Man. <laughs>
1: You're like, no, it's really good. I was set. like,
2: oh single? Right. <laughs> like, come on, uh, what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> All right, well, with that and a laugh, we're gonna go to commercial, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Robin Callie Show. Tonight, our guest is Katina Correo, and we're just laughing it up. We're having so much fun tonight. Much needed laughs for everybody, including the world. So, the world appreciates your humor, Katina, you being here. Yes. If anyone wants to call in, the number is 877 480
2: 4120. And people can call in. Wow. No one's calling in. It's like, oh,
1: oh my God. And what is that thing you have on your email? About the cordless phone or the the uh, yeah what is <laughs> yeah, it yeah
2: I have um, uh, sent to you from a cordless no from a a phone with a long windy. 'Cause that's what I remember as a kid, like always having to untangle. Oh they're the, like the right. princess
0: phone. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. That was right. oh look, like what Sam's holding in his hand yes, right exactly. now. That's right. Yeah. That's Is that right. a caller? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. I always just wanted a... to say that caller, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, no one's
2: calling. They're and also like, we're not interested. <laughs> and also
0: Facebook Live, if anybody would like to even just um, you know, pose a question, share test out their material on a professional. Uh, we welcome your comments and your posts.
1: That's right. Welcome everybody on the Facebook live stream. Really appreciate you watching. And Thank you for all the listening. comments
2: and calls, everyone. I really it. You know,
1: Katina was a little overwhelmed because she has some fans who've been a little
0: stalkerish. Uh,
2: yeah, I wanted this to be like a telethon where That's people right. behind us like, "I'm getting the oh calls. Uh, yeah. I lived for that when I was
0: a kid, Jerry Lewis telethon. I li- oh. yeah, 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 that so, was that was
1: that was it. But Katina, we calmed her down. We're like, "Don't worry, right? Yeah, don't worry. Like yeah. people will eventually calm down that you're on the show. They'll get adjusted that Katina is actually." Like here.
2: <laughs>
1: That's right. Okay. So we're talking about stand-up comedy amongst other things because Katina is a writer. She's produced her own shows. She started out as an actor and eventually found stand-up comedy and found she was good at it. So getting a lot of uh, some of her, her experience from that. One of the things that you and I were talking about before the show is agents. And so I have a voiceover agent. You have a, a commercial agent? or yes, stand- okay. commercial. And we were talking about which agency you're with. And I- we were talking about the value of having an agent that you like or who you have a good relationship with Mm. who I finally have. I'm so grateful for my agent. Eileen shout out. Eileen love you. And, uh, so what was the thing that you said about agents or agencies?
2: Um, well, uh so and I'm gonna say this, general, yeah, yeah, just support, not even just agents, just in general. And I did not make this up and uh, Margot Lightman and Julia Rossi, if you're out there, I know that they said this go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. Yeah. And that is the best piece of advice mm-hmm. because you know, you don't think of that in the beginning. You just want everybody to be on board with you and everybody to love you, and you know, especially when I first moved to New York, I was like, Oh my god, it's gonna be so crazy, mm-hmm. everyone's gonna be like we want to book you you know and then when that doesn't happen in the first day you're like what is it but uh yeah I mean you have to you it's it's a gift to have someone believe in you and um you have I take that to heart I mean I'm not blase about that if somebody is really invested and interested I am much more interested in working on that relationship than someone that maybe has a huge name that could care less about me. Yeah, But I mean, I think right. that you just come to that realization yeah. after a while. Right. I
0: actually think this is a really, a, a, you know, very, very valuable point. And maybe it's something, it resonates with me a lot, especially in creative industries, freelance industries, where you have to bust your ass to create your own brand and to always be proving yourself to people. And there's not a sense of security, not, you know, ultimately in any job, but it's not the same as people that have, um you know, more... Um, predictable position somewhere (coughs) is that, you know, I've had to fight this. I still work on this is that, and in some ways, some of us get accustomed to things always having to be so hard and everything being an uphill climb that you forget what it's like, or that maybe it's, it's, um, what am I trying to say that it's more organic than we realize to find your people that support you because you get so used to that not happening. I know for me in certain um, years of my career, I've almost started projecting it out that everything's going to be hard instead Mm -hmm. of remembering. So it would become so novel if I um, met somebody who just, you know, saw my value and my creativity or whatever. And, you know, every once in a while those people show up and will, I actually recently bumped into an old colleague at a (coughs) concert um, around the corner And we worked together like 10 years ago and she said something extremely nice and supportive and creative. We weren't talking about work. And she said, I always remember you as X, Y and Z. And it was all very, you know, complimentary stuff. And I it meant so much to me because there's plenty of days where I don't feel like that's being recognized. So I think it's also just of note here to remember that we need to give ourselves permission for things to be easy and to find, you know, it's like um, Yogi Cameron our beloved Ayurvedic Yogi Cameron once said to me when we were having this type of conversation, find your room. Find the people that are in the same room with you. So it's the exact same thing. It's important to remember they're out there.
2: Yeah, they are.
0: They're out there. And you also have to remember
2: why you're doing this in the first place. Like, you obviously... I've come to the realization that I obviously want this more than anything just to perform and, and live this life because if I stop at the first rejection or the 700th rejection then then I would know that I was meant for something else but it's not. It's like okay you get rejected like let's keep moving. Yeah, yeah. You know? Maybe we should yeah.
0: do a skin thickness test between the three of us <laughs> and see whose skin is the thickest from all our resilience.
1: Yeah after that New York hustle after some years you know you just sort of get thicker skin about everything. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: and also celebrating the good things that mm-hmm. happen. I think like Yes, there's so much rejection, but I don't I try not to look at it as like, oh, this huge mountain you have to accomplish. It's like I'm doing what I want to do right now. Like I'm I I want to go. I want to do more things. I want to book more. I want to. Yeah, but like I'm also working and happy doing what I'm doing. So I'm trying to uh, as my mom would always uh, she says this all the time. She's always like enjoy the ride, but she's not Mm. the only person that says that I didn't mean to make it like she created that but um you know enjoy the ride like because the destination, that's all part of your destination so we have right. you
1: know? so part of enjoying the ride is probably the fact that your album debuted number one in the
2: comic <laughs> <Which was laughs> nice segue. So, exciting. so tell us about <laughs> hot date Oh, so that was great. I mean, it was I I had been doing stand up that was in 2015. I had been doing stand up for 10 years and I thought, okay, I'm going to do an album and it was scary because you're you you're putting everything out there and you're having people listen to it. Um and there were so many ups and downs with the with the label um and finally my dear friend shanali bomick give a little shout out to shanali um i called her like three days before and was like the guy that i was going to work with it just did not things happen and i can't continue with this and i don't know what to do i have a release date what am i going to do and she was like oh i have a a you know, production, um, I have a label, do you want to put it on my label? It was like just this, she was this little angel, and um, uh, so she... was your Apple Records. She was, she was my Apple Records, and uh, she and Jason Lamb, Lamb Productions, and uh, they helped me so much, and just, I had some, I have some really great friends who are very supportive, and my comedian friends, my non-comedian friends, and and it was really exciting that's a, that's, it was really fun and
0: congr- that's a big deal it's so not a, i mean it's a competitive market out there
2: well you know isn't it's it it's just uh, no i don't know yeah i'm i'm i know you're above you
0: might be above the fray of competition no, which is good no. on you <laughs> yeah but
1: but i think it goes back to what you said that it doesn't matter if there's competition if you're enjoying it of course you're going to attract the right people to yes, find that right, album yeah. or to find your set
2: right right
1: you know um
2: yeah and i think you know when maybe maybe it's the kind of thing where people uh, i don't know i mean i want to hang out with people that are fun and positive and exciting and so well thank maybe, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know but on she, her off night, and nice. i was going to say and they weren't available so exactly. here i am no <laughs> kidding <laughs> so maybe <laughs> you should do stand up you're funny <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing is uh you know when people talk about like, yeah, I could do stand up. I mean, I'm not going to, but <laughs> <laughs> I could do it. I could definitely do it. Oh, oh my god! So
1: here's my story about doing stand up. I took that class, right? Because Rob's years one ago. of the people who says right. that. And so here's the thing: I was at camp. I remember the first time that I made some girls laugh at camp, and I was 16, and I was like, "This is great," oh. you know. And I realized that I, I, I thought I must have a sense of humor or something. They're laughing at my jokes or whatever. And so years later I take this class And they give you like Five minutes of Caroline's Or whatever Uh At the end of the class And Like I remember I was doing a catering gig The night before And I had to cram For the set or something For those five minutes And then the next day They canceled it And they had to reschedule it And they told me to reschedule it I never rescheduled The five minutes Mm. So for like 15 years or, I don't know, like 13 years I was beating myself up because I feel like I'm a closet stand-up comedian. Like, I'm always thinking of material. I'm like, oh, that'd be a great bit or whatever. I'm writing I, stuff down. Go ahead, go ahead.
2: No, I was going to say, is this like, are you going to do your five minutes so, so, now? So, no, right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, He's so, going to take the final so segment, the it
1: looks like. I just flew in. No, <laughs> right, right. No, so here's the thing. So I finally did an open <gasps> mic night in Brooklyn, like, four years ago and I did about three and a half minutes of the Aww. five minutes they gave me. And it was so great just to get it out of the yes. way. And I did have some good jokes, but I, I definitely was nervous. And what I want to do is do it again where I can connect more with the audience and, you know, do improv and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, you know, we're getting into takeaways early, but what would you recommend to someone who's wanted to do stand up comedy for a while, but they just haven't taken the plunge yet and gotten up on stage?
2: Well, in my experience, um, <laughs> shall I let your cigarette for you now?
0: No.
2: <laughs> um, become a dentist? No, <laughs> no kidding. Exactly. Um, get a day job? Yeah, you know, it's like just do it. Like, you know, because you're. You might find that you only want to do it once, and that's it, and you that, that you had a little bug, and you want to do it, and you and you do it. It's kind of like when I go to Color Me Mine. You know, I'm like, oh, I really want to make a plate one of these days, you know, and then I really want to, every time I pass it, I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to make that plate, and then I do it, and I'm like, all right, I'm okay with that, or I'm like, I want to go back every day, so you never know, and life is short, and who cares, you know, just do it. And it's right. always about really. the
0: regrets. They say, you know, the, re- the things we regret are the things we don't do, not the yeah, things that we do. Like, But it takes balls. Things so
2: seriously, like when you think about it, like I know what you mean. I'm being overly dramatic because I I know it is. It is scary, and it's. But when you really think of life, and you think of how things are, and things can happen, it's like just do stand up. You should just do it. Yeah, you know.
0: All
1: right.
2: Yeah, I All mean, right. just do I, it.
1: I'm convinced. I need to do more of it.
2: Listen, and even if you say I'm going to have a party, I'm going to invite 20 of my friends over, and I'm going to do it there. Oh, what are people right.
1: gonna do? That's, that's safe. That's you know? a good that idea. I
0: haven't heard yeah. about that's that. A good that's good a really yeah. good idea. No, that's no no so drink safe. Minimum. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right. That's
0: a very safe way to do it. I love that idea because to me, that's to, that one of the sca- I, I would say some of the scare. And I'm I have no fear of like public speaking, right. but I have such reverence for like comics and teachers. Like anybody has to go up there and. Really kick ass yeah. to affect a group of people in whatever capacity. To me, is one of the hardest, ballsiest things to do. Yeah. And then you know? also
2: you see you see five minutes compared to when somebody does an hour.
0: Oh my god! I mean, the first time I remember.
2: Yeah, I mean, of course, like Chris Rock is a dream to me. I I can watch him and yeah, he's, you know, he's You're just in awe,
0: Dave Chappelle. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Um, and one of my dear friends who's probably on Facebook Live now, just I don't know, uh, Joe DeVito. I'm gonna give a shout out to my friend Joe DeVito. Joe. Oh, wait, What's Joe? Joe, is he from
0: the from stand up? Yes. Oh, I used to be on it for like ten years. I was on his mailing list after one oh, night. Oh, he seeing
2: him. is. Yeah, he's very I, funny. He's very funny. He um, I saw him. He brought me uh, on a show, Um, I performed on a show with him, and the first time I saw him do an hour, it was like, it was like, he was just amazing, and he held the audience, and everybody was just laughing, and it was so funny, and I, I mean, an hour felt like 10 minutes, it was great.
1: That's how this show is. It flies yeah.
2: by, or so. the opposite. <laughs> That's right. Okay. It's right only eleven thirty. Uh, we're still getting calls. <laughs> That's and, right. Um... That's right. So you,
1: Katina does not have hurt feelings. So with that, we're going to go to our last break. We'll be right back.
0: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to The Robin Kelly Show here at talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live. We also haven't given a shout out to all our international listeners tonight, but I know the, the global, the, the map has lit up in a um, with a lot of different countries. We have a nice um, variety tonight um, per Sam's monitoring of our um, online map. So, thank you everybody for supporting us and Thanks, for joining us. Thank you everybody. Thank you everybody. Um, so, and we are here with uh, with Katina Corre- Correo. I'm sorry, I'm still practicing no, your name. I love it. Um, comedian and um, actor, writer, um, wow. iTunes award winner right. of. <laughs> Most popular comedy, lo- was it launched like for right when it first so came out? So when it first it, what's came what's out, okay. yeah, TV which TV, is very yeah. impressive. Um, so we were talking before like, the break. You're like it's fallen off the charts now, <laughs> but uh, no, it's really I know really I will give that anyone a dollar week.
2: that can find it, but that time right. you're like that <laughs> first week ago. I'll never forget. <laughs> I know for the rest of
1: my life I could say <laughs> it was number exactly one. It. Yeah.
2: I will be telling that story until the do- oh yeah, Are yeah. you yeah. sure? It's something to be
0: proud of. You know, it's definitely something to be proud of. Screw modesty. Every once in a while, (laughs) modesty is not becoming, you know, every once in a while you have to, like, support yourself more than everybody else, right? Um, So we were talking actually inside the commercial break about how this would be a nice direction for our um, takeaways for our final quarter, which is um, how you deal with hecklers... And how we can sort of extrapolate from that for everybody what that means about, you know, like in your life when there's a naysayer or somebody who's not supportive or validating of you. So how do you what's your experience with hecklers and how do you deal with it?
2: Well, I have to say uh, that I've done I haven't done many shows where people were like. Like you know, screw you. Like I, I'm prob- probably six. Feel like when you watch a movie about comedians, there's always the heckler, but maybe not so much in, in for me anyway. Um, I don't know unless people are doing it under the breath. But uh, I, I don't know. I again, I think I, you just kind of call it out. Like what? What do you? You're always thrown off guard, no matter what. At least I am. I I feel like you can go up like this, but when it happens, when someone says something, y- you're always thrown off guard. And uh, I did a show recently, and somebody said um, they it was like something they just like yelled out that was like so silly, and it it caught me off guard. But then I was like, did I go on a date with you, or like I don't know, like I feel like you just kind of. <laughs> to <laughs> Call it out, but but the audiences are awesome. Audiences, especially in New York City, are like get that heckler and get them out. Like they boo them, yeah. and so you're yeah. you're the New York audiences. Sometimes I feel like are on board with your right. the comedian. They're, They're like, like ready. Get it. We laugh. want to see a show. Like you yeah. know, get, get them out. And
0: also, but aren't they also the tougher audiences? Sometimes. The, oh, you know, in the New city, York, like the- I
2: always say New York they're awesome they're tough they're strong they're smart they're yeah. but you know if I was doing this and I was you know in Cleveland I'd be like Cleveland audiences are amazing right, no, exactly. no. Right. <laughs> right,
0: right. so this is your favorite radio show favorite right. podcast that's show right? New York right. oh
1: my right. god Right. right. It's um, like, this is the greatest show I've ever been on <laughs> today it's Jack right no, no,
2: no. <laughs> that's, that's right
1: we'll get names straight after the show <laughs> but so you've never had to say could you stop throwing tomatoes
0: I, right, I really, right I don't like
1: that no. But I've always noticed when I go to see stand-up comedy that we're all ready to laugh.
2: Sure. It's like we're all
1: primed and ready to laugh. And it's like if someone gets up there and just starts talking, we're probably going to laugh.
2: Right, right. And that's always
1: your show. Like people are just always laughing from the beginning, right?
2: Yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so she's like, like is there a question about...
1: where are we going with this are we going yes,
0: someplace with this?" But,
2: <laughs> well you know and i have to also give a shout out to lasers in the jungle my show on thursday nights because right. uh sean crespo and carol hartzell is our amazing producer and we just added matt little um who does uh Sketches with us. Matt Little's Pizza Rat, you know, the guy who created Pizza Rat? Remember the rat with the pizza? Mm-hmm. To, yeah, yeah, that's Matt. Sorry, okay. I, I might
0: it might be over my head. You Sorry, know Pizza
2: Rat. All right, Noreen, are our upcoming guest. So. She actually came in the the studio. Just thank you. She's a huge fan. I know. She's like, ma'am, can you please get out? Stop talking to me. Um, Katina's like, I'm gonna
1: get a call. I'm like, anybody, somebody through, call. Through like Verizon, would you just check the yeah. phone line? Just oh my call. God. Can
2: you imagine the phone was off the hook the whole time and everyone was like, is. we were calling. It definitely is. It's like waiting for that guy. So
1: it sounds like you've had this very positive experience, but are there any sort of insecurities that you've had to deal with that maybe you could tell people about so they can make use of that information?
2: Sure. I mean, yes, I feel like for the most part I have had a positive experience, but I think that's how I want to look at it. Certainly there are things that – don't go as planned. You want to be on a list that's online that you didn't make the list. You want to be part of a festival and you didn't get it. You. Want, I could go on and on of the things that have not gone right. And the only advice that I could give is just kind of like, Listen to the advice and listen to naysayers and listen to the negativity and listen to all of that. Bring it all in. It's all part of it. But ultimately, like, this is what you want to do. This is your path. And have enough confidence in yourself just to get up every day and say, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm happy. And I feel like when you're happy and you're open, then things just move along mm, for you. True. And and <clears throat> and you start... No, I'm not going to talk about a gratitude journal on the podcast. Maybe I am. Okay. <laughs> I am a huge proponent of, of the gratitude journal, and yes, <laughs> I mean let's just be thankful for the things that do come into our mm-hmm. life. So, no, I didn't get that job, but what did I get? And and you're at you know. I can't tell you how many times I watch TV, and I'm like, I auditioned for that commercial. Why didn't I get that? I don't know. Maybe that person needed it more than me at that time. Maybe they were going through something. Right, like, or something it's better. It's not always weighing... about yeah.
0: Just your our little silos. Right, like yeah. you can be
2: very uh, like selfish, and it's all about you. And what did I get? And what didn't I get? And, but at the end of the day, it's like we're we're all trying to get by. There's plenty to go around. You know, just take what you have, and uh, yeah, that's I think and be. A, happy with what you have
0: yeah because that's a, that's a really important point you bring up too is that n- nothing abundance is not finite or opportunity is not finite and we all I'm, i need to hear myself say this too we all get caught up in it if you're feeling less secure or you've had a tougher run or you haven't had like the payoff or the validation lately or whatever the big you know the door open is and um it's really important to remind ourselves that there is enough room for everybody i think that's such a great point that you bring up
1: Yeah. And it's something that I've heard you talk about the whole show where you you just have this positive vibe and and positive spirit and outlook on things. And I think that's affected not only you enjoying the experience, but also the success that you've had, you know, where it just seems like naturally you take a negative and find the positive in
2: it. Oh, well, that's awesome and i hope now maybe I, you're
1: I, making that all just for come. it sounds great <laughs>
2: yeah i punch a wall before i leave no listen i i it's really how i <laughs> hope to live my life and the rest of my life because if you if you start thinking about all the things that don't happen and i and i'm not i'm not an idiot when i say this like i am i under i'm not not that i'm you're not, not an idiot it but great right, i'm not poly- <laughs> polyanning it up you know i'm not just saying oh let's just butterflies and rainbows and everything is great but like yes terrible things do happen you know uh, things happen that bring you down and kick you in the oh i this is awful and you go through really hard times but you know what like you you have to stay positive you have to stay positive because that's what keeps you going and stronger and and then you look back on it and i'm like wow that seemed like a really bummer of a moment or I didn't get that or I wasn't booked on that but you know what I did come out of it I'm stronger now and I'm on a different path because of that no because of that no I maybe made a left instead of a right and now here I am and ultimately if you're happy with where you are you should be proud of all the disappointments all the negativity that happened because it's it made you who who you are
0: well, you're too positive to be a comic
2: <laughs> I, yeah, really, I right? Know. I think you're a closet life coach <laughs> <laughs> oh, Well, look now the phones are ringing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get you your the show it's like move over
1: robin Kelly right. this is katina <laughs> no that's really that's good stuff and especially for a stand-up comedian you know that's really that's awesome all right so we're getting to the last couple of minutes of the show okay tell people where they can find you upcoming gigs things okay. you want to promote
2: i love it so uh well so every thursday night i'm at uh ucb on the east side lasers in the jungle at 7:30. it's an awesome show we love it we're work so hard also follow me on twitter you know know what happened i deleted my twitter Oops. <laughs> uh-huh. because i thought you could go back to it and i had a million followers no i didn't have that million, <laughs> but i did have a significant amount of followers and now i think i have like 200 so follow me on twitter i'm starting to you know it's very embarrassing to have to start from zero um
1: and follow her because her posts are hysterical oh, like, i don't I, know about that
2: i do correa <laughs> yeah
1: no it's great thank you yeah thank yeah you yeah so, so at katina correa um
2: and uh and yeah, um, that, that I have a website, Katina, correct? you can buy Hot Date on iTunes and maybe we'll bring that number back, back. again. Right. <laughs> you want to
0: spell your name real quickly for people sure. that do
2: K-A-T-I-N-A-C-O-R-R-A-O. K-A-T-I-N-A-C-O-R-R-A-O.
0: Excellent. cool
2: well thank you well
0: thanks for being on the show thank you you. so much for joining us this is
1: great I knew we'd have some laughs so thank you so (laughs) much yeah so nice to
0: listen to you talk and such great insights and continued success and we can't wait to see you perform
1: (laughs) so thanks (laughs) everybody for listening take care y'all
2: thank you